Thanks for listening to a podcast from WSUM. This is WSUM Madison Student Radio. I'm Amani, the music director, and you're listening to a very special episode of Sid's Music Desk. Today's episode features Mandy Indiana. Mandy Indiana is probably my favorite band to come out of the decade so far. With only one EP under their belt and their debut album coming out on May 19th of this year, they're on their way to be the next big thing out of Manchester. Back in March, I had the chance to speak to Mandy Indiana while they were in the U.S. for South by Southwest. Stay tuned in to hear about their creative process, why they're okay with being misunderstood by most people, and how their live performances help them communicate with their listeners. Uh, I'm Scott. I'm Valentine. Uh, I'm Alex. I'm Simon. Wait, sorry, I've got one last bite. Oh, there you go. <laughs> 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 okay. Mm. Fuck yeah. So, we were at your show last night. It was a very long day for us, and that was our last stop of the night. Was that, I think, your first performance? How was that? Well, it's the first time we played in the US, and that was really exciting. It was also, I think, made a lot harder by the fact that we'd been up for about 25 hours. But honestly, you know what? Like, it was really fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, um, and several more shows to go. Um, that's exciting that's your first time playing in the U.S. Is it like your first time in the U.S. at all? Um, it is mine. Scott, you've been here. So, um, Alex, you lived in the U.S. for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived here for a year, but I haven't played gigs here or anything. So I think it's our first time playing a show here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of playing shows in the U.S., I know uh, the band announced a tour, but I think it's in Europe. Is there plans for a North American tour at all soon? Uh, <laughs> nothing concrete. Well, yeah, yeah, nothing concrete. I think the main issue at the moment is it's so expensive for European bands to tour in the U.S., so it's very much going to depend on that. But, you know, hopefully we'll be back. We've been offered some things as well, um, like supports for some kind of bigger artists um, but the plan is yeah to do <coughs> our own maybe next year like yeah. after the album comes out this year probably next year uh, so yeah not too far away hopefully. we'll be back yeah how long did it take to record because i know you guys put out an ep in 2021 and i was a big fan and i've been waiting for new music oh, for a while um, but yeah, I also heard that it was recorded in caves, and how did, was that process? Like, how long did it take? What's it like recording in those weird locations? Well, I mean, I think it took it took a while, but I think we started working on the album properly probably in February 2022, after we came back from touring with a band um, that we know in the UK. Um, I think we just really wanted, I mean, it was Scott's kind of idea as well, to um, try and experiment with, like, you know, like spaces and like bring textures that you wouldn't be able to get from just recording in a studio. So like there was a long process of trying to find places where we would be able to set up like a bunch of equipment and, you know, places that wouldn't cost us five grand for half an hour. Um, But yeah, so it was quite a long process. I think we finished the recording around... June or July, and then a lot of mixing, mastering, quite a... It's, it's very long making an album, I found. <laughs> yeah, we, it, was, it was a bit... Um, I don't know if it is unconventional, really, but we kind of 
just naturally were still writing it as it was being recorded so it wasn't like we had rehearsed a bunch of songs as a band and, and we're just going somewhere to record it it was like it was kind of pieced together a bit more sort of um just by by reacting to these spaces that we, that we were in like there were songs that were written after we were in the cave that were inspired by events that happened while we were there like this cave diver came up um while like while we were recording the drums he like came up through this like sort of uh yeah i don't know like this pool in the cave and was like what the hell is going on <laughs> and i was just like oh man it'd be so interesting like to hear it from his perspective like coming up through the water and hearing this like drumming going on so that kind of informed like the opening of the album um yeah it was interesting and yeah they like the space is contributed a lot more than just the kind of the sonic like the sound of the record it's like the actual the way that it was written as well yeah and i know you guys did an interview with beats per minute i think um quite a while ago um and you mentioned that your project was new and how it felt good that there were no expectations really from mandy indiana do you feel like there's more expectation now with like what the band is especially now that you're putting out your first album do you feel like there's a more solid vision or like influence or a place where you want to head towards um i mean i think we started this band with the idea of trying to like continue challenging ourselves and like doing something that you know as much as possible hadn't been done before and like we're kind of trying to experiment with a lot of what we do so i think we like we're always trying to push ourselves to do something that isn't going to feel obvious even for us you know and just like taking it in different directions but while keeping this kind of mandy ethos at the heart of the project which i hope is like pretty obvious in the album because i think the sounds in it are like very different to the ep but still very much within the same kind of spirit but I don't know if I'd say there is expectations. I think we're just, you know, trying to keep it fresh and trying to keep it interesting. And I don't think any of us wants to do this if it's just going through the motions, you know. I, th I think we know that the kind of music that we make is never gonna crack into the mainstream, or you know, like it, it, so. The expectations are sort of managed by the kind of music that we make to a degree. You know, it's it's not the easiest to listen to. Um, so we're not about to release a guitar album as it turns out yeah <laughs> but it's great because the album I think is just gonna let people know who we are and how we sound a lot more um, it's hard with an EP because it is you know it's, it's I think there was only like three original songs on no, that and then there was two remixes so it's like a very very small yeah. well, slice more, of what we can do there's more songs on the album than we have written like in total yeah. you know other than on the album stuff. yeah it's a lot a lot of new music and it's a lot of kind of things to explore and try and work with so it's going to be like we've a not lot. gone back and like re-recorded the EP tracks and made them sound like album worthy <laughs> like some bands do so would you say this new album is like pretty different from what you guys did with the EP yeah I think so yeah, yeah. I mean but obviously like following on kind of naturally from the Stuff, yeah. but like, yeah, yeah it is like it's a, not a reinvention. No, but it's like it's got a quite a wide sound palette, I'd say, um, wider sound palette than maybe the earlier stuff. 
I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah. Well, I there's mean, just more songs, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I think it's harder to set kind of like set a precedent when you've only written three songs, and yeah. now that we've literally recorded eleven for this album, it's like here is kind of a, a much bigger palette of what we can do and what we want to be doing. So it's gonna definitely like help define the sound a lot more, I think, for people. Yeah, I also know for your artwork, it's pretty consistent. There's like, you guys definitely have a certain image, at least with the EP and the album. Um, who does the artwork? What's the vision there? Well, actually, the photo on the EP is a photo that I took on film in the Musée d'Orsay in Paris like years ago that's got kind of like reworked through an app to make it look like all weird and twisted. Um, and before that, like every song that we'd re um, released individually, it was always photos that I'd taken. But then for the album, what is the name of the... Uh, Jared Pike. Jared Pike. Yeah, basically we found this artist who does... Well, you can explain this better than me. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, there is sort of a thread that runs through it all. I yeah. think a lot of the photography that Val took was of these sort of in-between spaces or liminal spaces, as, as a lot of people uh, call them. And, um, and yeah, there's something, there's something about, like, the... I think the music on the album, probably more so than the EP, is like trying to create visuals within the listener's mind. You know, it's trying to kind of put you in a in a sense of space, which is another reason that we didn't want to be in a studio because like it would be so obviously connected with that kind of environment. So we were like, let's go outside the studio, and then maybe we can make our own space up, kind of you know using it. Like we didn't just do a cave. You know, we went. We were in all sorts of different locations. There's a lot of field recordings as well. So, for, yeah, so Jared Pike's art was, like, influenced a lot by, um, like, what's called the pool rooms and, and the back rooms that, like, started on Reddit as, a, as kind of like a horror story. Um, so that, that just seemed like it really fitted in thematically and... We, I think ultimately it was just about is there an image that we can find that really, really kind of enhances the audio? Um, and I think like his artwork really did that. It's like when you look at that, that art and listen to this music, like it really sort of creates this very interesting place in your mind. You know? Yeah, I think it really gives you a sense of like places that it's yeah it's just places that don't exist. It's obviously yeah. like it's giving you that like kind of weird and creepy vibe. Um, it's kind of uncanny though at the same uncanny, time yeah, it's like because like I remember so Rob uh, from Giant Swan who worked on the album as well when he saw the image he was like where is that like where, where is the, the, the album artwork he was like where is that like that looks like such an interesting place and I was just like oh it's not a real place like you know so I think that's it it is kind of uncanny like you, you have to do a double take and go like is that real or like, yeah I don't know so I thought that was really interesting yeah, and speaking of art influencing music, I remember reading that one of you was like big into film and that's where the band name comes from. So I was wondering, are there influences either from like soundtracks or just films in general that, you know, have impacted this new album? Yeah, I, th I think big time. Um, all sorts of kind of visual media, really. Games was a big one as well. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think our music can be somewhat kind of uh, because we are trying to create something that that 
stimulates these kind of visual uh, thoughts, um, I think I think that was a good way to achieve that was to sort of use visual media to inspire like the sound of things and yeah soundtracks as well I guess because it's it's a very different experience listening to a soundtrack on its own without the picture you know um, so. But I think the album does kind of in in the way of like certain soundtracks that I know you've mentioned before like um, Blade Runner. 2049 yeah oh is the original Blade Runner soundtracks like yeah, yeah yeah I mean the fi- the, the, the later Blade Runner is like a, yeah a well, bit in, more in, visual in, yeah no but I think in terms of soundtrack is already well anyway um, but yeah I think you're we kind of really tried to um, to create something that even though it's like obviously a bunch of different songs it's kind of really coherent and like really very much like a soundscape um, so I think in that in that sense like there was a lot of um, obviously like inspiration that was taken from kind of soundtracks that really try and create that like global kind of ambiance throughout the film yeah yeah no that's super cool um also going back to the band name i think it used to be like gary indiana oh god we're not talking about that fortunately our label is from the states and kind of steered us down the right path in terms of that but yeah mandy indiana any plans to visit that place ever has anybody been well so i was we were supposed to play south by last year and i have a friend in chicago so my original plan was to go to gary and take photos there and use that for the album cover which obviously never ended up happening but um yeah i mean i i i kind of i found out about gary completely by accident and it seems like so fascinating and kind of well, I don't know. I'd, I'd really like to go, actually. But yeah, um, no plans as of yet, I'm afraid. There, there isn't a place called Mandy, by the way, yeah. in Indiana. That was like, that was just a, a diversion away from the other name, really. Um, so we're definitely, we're not going to be, be visiting Mandy. Oh, gotcha. There is no Mandy. Gotcha, okay. Well, that we're aware of. <laughs> No, there is a man. No, we checked, yeah. and there isn't. Well, there isn't a Mandy in Indiana anyway. It's kind of interesting that that's also a space that doesn't exist. There yeah. you go. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my God. Oh, it's it's all coming full circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Like, it's funny you say that as well because I, I think yeah, I, I I'm definitely of the school of thought that you can overthink things, and like, I really. We don't we don't usually like talking about the music that much because a lot of it isn't it doesn't come from this kind of very uh, predetermined or planned out thought. It, it 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 is spontaneous and it is more about feel and, and it's about it's about creating things that are very difficult to describe, I suppose, because it's you, you know I know it's a cheesy old quote, but like music speaks when words can't. Like I think definitely applies to this because we have trouble describing it ourselves you know and like and then you know like music critics or whatever will will give it every sort of genre name under the sun but like none of them feels right um, yeah. yeah it's quite yeah it's quite a difficult thing to come back to it and analyze it because it's usually we usually have to do that for the, for the sort of the first time like going through that kind of but yeah, yeah. Well, well, when you're sort of creating it, nobody's asking you those questions, so you, you, there aren't any like barriers really. But then when it comes to like promoting an album, it's like you have to give it something that people can understand to be able to communicate it to people, because otherwise they're like, you know, 
and it, I, somehow, it makes sense. Like, somehow we created a sound that reminds you of places that don't exist, and then I added a bunch of socialist propaganda on top. Doesn't sell an album. <laughs> but this, like, it, it's not like as straightforward as that. I think you know this like this is a track on the album which is is talking about those kind of points, but it's through the lens of like a fairy tale, like an imagined kind of fairy tale. So oh, it's yeah. like... I mean, I think, yeah, especially in the way that I've written lyrics for this project, I've always tried to not be obvious with what I do. So yeah, maybe it is socialist propaganda. <laughs> maybe it's just a fairy tale. You don't know. I think there's definitely like a, a danger of like mapping things out too clearly for yourselves as well, because like you end up like prescribing or committing to a path where it's like halfway down the line you might get bored of or like the sounds don't work anymore and I think yeah that's why it's much better to try and keep things instinctual and sort of like allow yeah a bit of element of like chaos and like freedom within that because yeah otherwise you can just end up doing something you hate really mm. we we are always most comfortable being described as experimental because it's it, it, it isn't really a genre it's kind of more of a, a, a a sort of well, it's a, a way it's a way of writing more than yeah, anything else, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. So we, we you know, we can incorporate any sort of genre that we wanted into it because we're not sitting within it within any of those worlds and it yeah, may mean that we get added to a like a festival bill and like get put on the wrong stage or something <laughs> occasionally but, uh, yeah, but you know it's what? a it's, small price to pay. It's really funny to me because the the last single that we've released, Pink and Cheers, like, um, people have called it basically hip hop. And saying that I'm rapping, which I mean, if you know me, is a ridiculous idea. But um, <laughs> I can't rap to save my life. Um, but yeah, no, it, it has just like fast talking. yeah, it's, it literally <laughs> is just fast talking at this point. But um, but yeah, you know, it's something that we wouldn't probably be able to experiment with, or would feel a lot more kind of out of place if we'd kind of prescribed these kind of like these limits to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I think the way that we've been working with this is kind of allowing us to just play with a bunch of different things and not kind of, you know, overthink it, mm -hmm. which I think is, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, no, totally agree. And you know, speaking about all these aspects of your music, how do you guys feel about, it might be a bit intentional, but having your music be difficult to understand to like most people at least you know as music director at my radio station I've tried playing it for some people and some people are just like I don't get it it's scary <laughs> <laughs> um, so how does that feel is it something that you do on purpose uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I that's mean, great I don't know I think obviously like there is I don't know I think there's several different concerns here because Obviously, in the way that we've been writing music and the way that, like, what we want to do isn't always going to be accessible for everyone. But I think it also means that, like, not being able to understand it in a way. Like, you know what? It really, I was thinking, it really tickled me. We were listening to um, Radiohead in the car the other day, and, like, the four of us were trying to work out, like, a time signature and just going absolutely apeshit over it. And it's just, like, I think... There comes a point where when your brain can't necessarily like process something that's happening to you musically, you kind of experience it in a completely different way. Like I think we're trying to create a visceral response rather than, you know, people be like, just just bob their head and be like, Oh yeah, this yeah. is this is nice. I think you know what, like genuinely we've had people say that they're the worst band, uh, we're the worst band they've ever heard. And I think I'd rather have that than just people be like, Oh that you know, they're alright. Like yeah. It's, it's very much, it's about creating like an emotional response in people and 
sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not and that's very much like you See, know yeah it's it's not it's not in we can't do anything about how people are going to react to it but we want them to react to it yeah i think yeah that's an interesting point i think like, i think you can do stuff in music which kind of like disengages certain ways of thinking or like processing something and that gives rise to like a different or for some people quite foreign way of understanding music so that's kind of an interesting like thing to maybe we try and do unconsciously I don't know but yeah I, th I think it's very intentional what we do is you know we, we're very aware that people are going to dislike it it feels normal for us though now is the weird thing and I guess that's just because we've been exposed to it so much in other music like it you know it's um it's just not music that you hear on the radio or on television very often so it, that's that's why people react in the way that they do if it's a negative reaction it's just because they haven't been exposed to it that much or because it is quite um you know, I think it's, uh, it's okay aggressive. to hate. I think it's okay to hate things. I mean, I'm a massive hater of all things, um, but you know, I even think this even this band, <laughs> I fucking hate you all. Um, no, but you know, I don't know. I think we've been so kind of used to being exposed to really sanitized culture or sanitized music, and I think having strong emotional reactions to things is so freeing and so liberating, and also just like. You know what? Like fucking hate it if you want. Like that's feel something. You know, just get out of your box. Because otherwise, you know, it's it's nice to be able to put music on. You know, when you're driving somewhere or like you know, whatever, and just yeah, be able to have a nice time, and that's that's perfectly okay. And then there's music that just takes you out of your comfort zone, or like art, or like you know, just like movies and stuff. And I think that's also a necessary, a necessary. Oh my god, necessary. Yeah. Whew, can you tell I'm French? Um, it's it's a necessary experience of life. Like you can't just be kind of tepid about everything. Like there are things that you're gonna like and there's things that you're gonna dislike, and that's perfectly okay. We, I, I think, um, another thing that's worth mentioning is that like we definitely feel like if in a live kind of environment that it can well it's difficult we're not the easiest band to kind of mix live either so occasionally we do come against you know issues there but when the conditions are right it, it can be a much easier environment to communicate our ideas like like my sister came to to see us for the second time like recently and after it like the first time she saw us i think there were there was issues with the sound and was she that in heaven bridge she saw us at, uh, yes, I think, oh, uh, yes. the first time. But then she came oh, to the yeah. Soup Kitchen gig, which was a fundraiser for South By. Um, and she came up to me afterwards and she was like, I've got a confession, like, I didn't think I liked your band, really. But <laughs> after tonight, I get it. And that's yeah. because we were, like, in a venue that made sense for us. Like, this, the, like, you know, as a car team. Yeah. Yeah, it, like, if people can kind of feel, like, the bass in their chests and, like, yeah. the, you know, the, it, not, not everything is, like, really clean and well defined and it sort of blends in together more and they don't have like the vocal like too loud in the mix sitting mm -hmm. on top of everything it's like that people will go oh yeah i get it now like you know so and yeah, and, yeah that's it like people well, are listening on I... their phones or on their or yeah. their radios or their or their stereos or whatever it's like sometimes you're not in the our music is like best enjoyed in certain environments or states of mind i think so it's like yeah. you can't necessarily communicate that to people yeah, and you know, I think, I mean, I, I know that when we started this project, it was always, 
we thought about it as being something that would be kind of very much geared towards being like a live performance rather than necessarily something that you listen to on record. And obviously, like, I think the album sounds amazing and, you know, just literally lose yourself in it with like a, pair, a really good pair of headphones or like a really good sound system or something. But like, I think, especially for people who don't speak French, which is most people as it turns out, um, like the true intentions of it are so much clearer during a live performance and there's so much more like communication with the audience and stuff and yeah I think a lot of people have said that it makes a lot more sense like, like that and so obviously I think it's something that most people you know should well yeah you should all come and see us today. Um, yeah it's definitely getting in the right environment with it and kind of getting the like right lines of communications between like us and the audience definitely really helps with the music as well like I think it makes it a lot clearer would you say then with your live performances that that's where you try to communicate more with your listeners or is it also a similar like we're just going to do what we do if you get it you get it if you don't we don't care sort of a deal I mean don't get me wrong like it's it's obviously kind of got the same like underlying idea of like you know if you get it you do and if you don't you don't have to like I'm not going to come and you know force to like force you to listen to it or anything but I think especially with me like singing in French um, I think the live show like helps people kind of understand I think like the emotional kind of intense that I put behind everything as well in the live performance which is not something that people necessarily get on record so I think it, it really it's helps. It's a bit of both, really, isn't yeah. it? I think, I think it is, like, there's definitely things that, like, we don't like seeing other bands do live that we try not to do ourselves. Um, and, and then I think it's just an easier... It's not necessarily by intent. It's just an easier environment for it to kind of make sense to you. Um, you know, some people have come up to us afterwards that don't know us and said, like, the most amazing things about it. Like, that... Uh, that's it it tends to be the extremes it's either this is amazing and like it's really opened my mind to like what the possibilities or whatever or it's like wow this really sucks <laughs> and you guys are terrible and to be honest like that's probably true sometimes you know sometimes like the sound isn't quite right and we're not having the best time and, like I don't think we're one of those bands that's just like super consistent all the time I think sometimes we have a show and we all feel like really amazing afterwards and sometimes we're just like ah that was whatever um, but it, again, like I, I'd much rather be that than just some like middle of the road thing that's like very professional and well oiled and like you know touring kind of big venues or whatever. I, I'd, I'd rather sort of be lurking in the shadows a bit and occasionally touching something that you you know feel proud of. Yeah, you know, I mean, as much as I fucking love the paycheck that comes with it, like I would hate playing like an arena or something. It would. Yeah, I don't know. I need to go and come and sniff you. No, otherwise, otherwise, I'm not enjoying myself. <laughs> so yeah, what type of venues do you typically play then in Europe or in Manchester, or London, wherever you guys are based in? I mean, we tend to kind of stay in like well, smaller. Not actually really small, but we've, we've done. We've done. Yeah, we've done quite a lot. But I think we tend to feel like the best in more kind of like DIY spaces, and you know, kind of like rather than especially like we played a, a brand new venue not that long ago and the sound felt so clean and the room was so white and I was like what what is this I you know yeah. I think it's very much music to be enjoyed in the cave at night 
We've got some of venues coming, like in the UK too are coming up. There's a couple which I guess are more like slightly clubby venues as well. So like London, we're doing Corsica Studios, which is like really well known as, as a more club late night space. And then the Manchester show will be at like the White Hotel, which again has like a reputation for more late night sort of stuff. And it's that sort of yeah, kind of like a small grotty room with big sound systems. Basically, is is probably the ideal for us, mm. isn't it? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I suppose we've just been kind of taking opportunities when they've been presented. Like we did a. The show at the Albert Hall with Squid a couple of years ago, and that, that was, was like wild, you know. Like we, ne- like the Albert Hall is quite a big, a big venue that that we didn't really expect we'd ever play, and that was like our second or third place Yeah, so it's pretty early on as well, and we were just like, okay. But yeah, I, I think we just, it's just, I think it's just, I just like playing in venues that I actually like, you know. It's like yeah. an interesting space with a good sound system and. It's got a bit of character, you know. So that's that's what we aim for. Yeah. Well, then I'm gonna wish you guys luck on the rest of your run here at South by because I've seen multiple bands have bad issues with like the sound. Um, lots of problems yesterday where we were at uh, before the sh- your show. They were like 20 minute delay and walked off. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad, but. Yeah, is there anything you're looking forward to with the album release, with South By, just upcoming big things for Mandy, Indiana? I mean, you know, I don't know. I feel I'm just really excited that we're doing all of this. It's a bit mad. I don't think when we started this band, we really thought that we'd ever, like, even get to the point of actually releasing an album or, like, I mean, definitely not flying to fucking Texas. So I think, yeah, I'm just really excited to see what, we're gonna do next but I think just enjoying all of those opportunities is great and just having the opportunity to just bring this weird and ridiculous piece of music to the world is just like so rewarding and so like cool so yeah yeah <laughs> agree yeah <laughs> thank you guys so much this was very fun thank loved you. it yeah <laughs>